with agile we're we're bringing together experience from decades of doing this and everybody else is like you know we reject that we really just want you know we want this perfect world where everything happens on you know uh, everything is predictable and i'm like there's no other part of the business that is predictable how many leads are you going to generate next year how how what clients are you going to close next year and they're like oh well you can't ask me that Welcome to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week, a podcast that explores product management and leadership topics through interactive conversations with our product leader panelists. Conversations that will challenge you to think about your thoughts on the topic and perhaps get you to change your mind. I am Grant Hunter, co-founder of Product Growth Leaders and the host and facilitator for these conversations. Listen, subscribe, and add your voice to the conversation every week in the Product Growth Leaders community. Hello, everybody. Grant Hunter here for another product growth leaders topic of the week. Boy, if you could hit a nerve, right, with product management people, I think agile may be one of the terms that that po- can touch a nerve of product people. And we're going to talk about agile product management with an incredible panel today. As always, my partner, industry pioneer, Steve Johnson. Jason. So good. You didn't answer first this week, but you came with like the fire. So I'm looking forward to talking about your answer. Yeah. Drop it in mics. That's what I do. Drop in the mic. Joy, Joy, who normally gives me her like great take and everything, you know, and, you know, just you cut to the chase normally in your answers and you didn't even answer this week. So I'm looking forward to holding you to that. Mm -hmm. And Steven Feldman, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Actually, he, he's been on some of our product leader and transition calls, and I know he's been a fan of, of the topic of the week. So it's so good to have you and your wailing wall behind you uh, as part of our topic on agile product management. And as we think about agile product management, we started with this question. Uh, is there such thing as agile product management? You know. One of our frequent guests, Dharma, uh, came in. He goes, which part of product management? You mean not taking nine months for an MRD and PRD that are outdated immediately after or waiting until launch day to get your positioning and pricing done? There are surely more agile ways to running product management. And I start with that one because, you know, he sort of was a joke about it. But the reality is our answers really came into two key areas. One was an agile development central centric lens. What is product management for an agile development type environment or taking terms from agile development? And one is what I'll call an agility focused lens, right? How are we agile at product management? And so I wanted to dive into both of those. Uh, and, and you know, this is the first time I've done that much research to start looking at the themes and the answers and to try to bucket them. So I, we're trying something new. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so we'll start with the first the first one, the lens of agile product development uh, and what it means to product management. Uh, Anthony, uh, one of our uh, participants in product leaders in transition, I think there can be taking the disciplines of agile and applying them to product management. I use scrum calls daily to talk to my teams, short detailed focus calls on their agenda items. We didn't have release, but broke down larger initiatives into smaller components. Monthly reporting was focused on those initiatives as well. Almost a combination of being agile in 
taking true agile development components. Charles said, absolutely, as long as everyone understands what it means for your team. Glenn, there's always continuous discovery. You never get the full answer. Sometimes you're doing a sprint run. You have to test things out. To me, Brian, you have to agile foundational change the way software was delivered. Uh, it changed how product management was done. Talking to your customers under discovery work. I'd, I'd like to get a take of joy, right? When you're looking through the lens of agile product development, do you feel like product management is agile? It has to change how it does it to work with an agile product development organization. Well, to answer that that question first, you know, I've always been kind of confused why agile has such a bad rap. I I thank God for agile. I remember working on 18 month launches where we would write 120 page requirement docs that one either never got read or we would spend two weeks going over it in minutia over every single mouse click and every single screenshot and, and mock-up. And I, when I first learned about Agile, somebody forwarded some information to me about, oh, this great Agile methodology from Toyota or Japanese manufacturing. And I thought, why is he not manufacturing? Why, why is he talking about this? And I mean, Agile is just a lifesaver. I mean, you move so much more quickly, you get feedback so much more quickly, you can pivot, you're, you're building things that people actually want. So in terms of can product management be agile? Um, absolutely. I mean, my whole job changed once I started working with agile development. I wasn't waiting so long for launches. I wasn't waiting so long to get feedback. I, I mean, yeah, I adapted. So basically now in terms of the current job that I'm working at, I'm, I'm in the discovery phase and doing customer and non-customer interviews and identifying the market research and the market problems. And the next phase is working with UI UX and development. It's a joint effort. We're creating uh, wireframes. I've already, through customer, non-customer interviews, have gotten people who are willing to do a trial and provide user feedback. And we're going to do the whole build, measure, learn, you know, that whole kind of process. Well, until we come up with something that's uh, available for beta, um, and then we'll have the beta. And after finance, you know, the uh, uh, a successful beta, we'll launch it, uh, make sure it's sales ready. Um, so I, my whole process has changed since Agile and it's changed for the better. So I'm a huge proponent of Agile. And so it, does that mean that I'm practicing Agile product management? I think because I'm working with Agile developers, yes. If you say, can, can product management be Agile? Well, when I learned pragmatic marketing, that made me more agile because before that it was like developer, I don't know who came up with a product idea, maybe the developers, and then they wrote out the specs and it made no sense because there was no user intuitability <laughs> to yeah. writing up. Um, and then I managed it after the fact. So I remember when I took the pragmatic marketing class from Steve Johnson and I was like, 
How long ago was that again? It was many, 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 many years ago. It was a really long, long, long like Scott long Cassidy. Or, yeah, it was so long. Um, it just changed my whole perspective of, you know, don't build it and they will come, you know, solve problems that, that you find in the marketplace. So I feel like my whole trajectory has been agile in that sense. And that was very long answer. I know. No, I actually, now I understand why you didn't answer in the community because just getting that in that little box <laughs> would have been tough. Yeah, Cause that was like, that was like, that was like a thesis or a dissertation. <laughs> um, and, and actually I, I thought it was great. I, I, I appreciated where you came with that. And you know, the and one that's thing our show, <laughs> it's Bye been a great hour. We, <laughs> uh, no, you know, the, the, the big thing that stuck out for me, and I know, so I wanted to, I, hell, if the newest rant I have, I'm not beating up on finance anymore. Steve can keep beating up on sales, but I was doing research and we had a couple of weeks ago, why product management was the topic, right? And the reason I did that was I did research on why product management, you know, what, where did product management come from, all that type of stuff. And all these definitions of or blogs on where product management came from have a, and in 2001, the world changed and agile created product management because they were tired of delivering things that didn't succeed. Yeah. And very, and, and you, you took us through a whole great process that their vision was like right here in the middle. It's like a, we're tired of delivering things that don't work. So instead of going and doing the good work of discovery and understanding the customers and their problems and their value, equations, that type of stuff. We don't want to build all in one fell swoop. We want to build a little and get feedback, build a little and get feedback. And you adding that, that front end really to me talks about where, where product management can be agile. And I actually want to use that to pivot to Jason's answer. And Jason said, hasn't product management been agile this entire time? If done right, if agile refers to, and he did his, re did you literally Google agile? Yes. Okay. He Googled Agile. He says, if done right, Agile refers to, quote, feedback and communication, reacting to change and producing results, even giving a blog.captira.com 2019. I mean, he's doing full attributions. I, I mean, a man to my own heart, you know, I, I always like the attribution. Then proper product management has been doing just that all along. However, can product management be too agile and reactive when it should be more proactive with longer term goals? In product vision of mind, certainly many companies get distressed when product managers switch visions constantly as a reaction to a stimulus. I want to break this into those two parts, right? Jason, you really blew my mind, it, 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 as you always do. Because uh, <laughs> if you think about how I learned product management, how you learned product, how everybody for the past century has learned product management from Steve Johnson. It was just that, right? You're going out and you're talking to people, you're learning from it. Continuously. Continuously learning and adapting and changing and that type of stuff. So Jason, talk to me about that. You know, have you found that you've been a, an agile product manager the whole time? Talk to me about that. Yeah, based on those attributes and the definition of agile that I did Google, um, I've been doing that this whole time. And when we transitioned from waterfall and we were having, I mean, I was in waterfall mode only three years, plenty of releases, good quality, delivering. 
um, and we moved to Agile, the product management job did not change. Product owners changed because they became from business analysts to product owners. They and they were running titles. Scrum. Yeah, they changed titles and they the way they did requirements changed to user stories and sprints versus these MRDs. But the product mm -hmm. management as a strategist didn't change at all. And our releases, um, enjoy you said about releasing faster because of the enterprise nature of the business, we didn't release faster. We just developed in shorter cycles and measured it and things um, mm -hmm. to get the feedback going. But the releasing to the, to the world in production was still on a quarterly basis. Um, so agility didn't change that either, but my, the job as a product manager to do that market analysis and talk to customers, win loss. And Brian Weber said the same thing um, you know, those kind of components that as a strategist didn't change. As a matter of fact, you almost have to fight agile a little bit as a product manager because they get so used to it being in this world of, of pivoting and changing and being able to break the cycle all the time that you got to be careful that you don't lose sight of what we're trying to achieve um, as an organization yeah. uh, no, in the long run. And I've, I've, I've had conversations at a, a product camp in New York back in 2012 at a conversation with a person who's being agile and I'm like, well, what's your strategy, right? Oh, we, you know, we just work in, you know, 12 week sprints. And as we learn, we pivot. I'm like, but there's no law, like end point. There's no like where you're going, which is that second point here. And Steve, yeah. you made a face. I want to ask you your question on, on the, you know, that long, that end point, the vision, the strategy and how it gets. Oh, I was making a face about 12 week sprints, which sounds an awful lot like waterfall to me yeah <laughs> yeah well i could also have just misremembered the number and i came up it was a number that came into my head all right well let's hope that's it <laughs> six week sprints how's that how about two weeks yeah or three week sprints the point was they were not doing any strategy they just were reacting uh, indeed. to to what was going yeah. on and you know it was you're right i mean scrum does lend itself to the feature factory mindset of we don't really have a vision we just wait for salespeople or executives or customers to say i want this thing when can i have this thing and the answer is you know hey if we do our work right you can have it in two weeks yeah. you know irrespective of do we have a strategy is it valuable you know will customers embrace it so in a way the agile mentality has created the product management problem of the build trap. It's definitely Perhaps. added. It's definitely added to it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Stephen, you've been sitting there nice and quiet, being respectful, which obviously the rest of us haven't been. Uh, uh, what's your take? Well, let's go first. Canadian. That's true. He's he is nice. Canadian. That explains everything. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for my silence. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I, gosh, I have done pretty much all of it. Um, work for organizations that are uh, water, waterfall in process. And to Joy's point, it's like nine months later, you finally get a product only to discover the market's completely changed from when you originally defined it, you know, nine months earlier. Um, I've done a hybrid approach where you know, it's almost like these 12, 12 month sprints where you are getting something at the end of it, you can start getting in front of customers, but it's so far removed from an MVP as to be almost unusable. Um, and then of course, in the last, gosh, eight years, eight, 10 years now, I've been solely agile based and it's just um, a breath of fresh air for me because it's doing what I 
probably did right at the beginning of my career through some odd, you know, years ago. Um, you know, so it's one of those things where, you know, customer discovery, being able to bring it back uh, and do the rapid iterations so that you can get something in front of your customers, you can validate, you can um, validate with customers, you validate with even prospects about, you know, and look at different trends in the market, incorporate them a lot quicker. Um, you know, the question of the build trap, I've usually accounted for that in the way that the sprints have been created. Um, one of the approaches uh, we developed, gosh, uh, six years ago, is uh, when we developed, you know, we were doing at that organization four-week sprints, which to me is double what you need. But that caused a big planning issue, um, particularly as it related to limited capacity. Um, so you would always get the, well, we need to do this, or we've just signed a customer, you need to do that. So the ability to commit to anything was foreign, if not impossible. So, you know, to alleviate that problem, we've started to break up the, what, the work uh, that had to be done in the sprint into essentially two core components. 50% um, of the planning was around what we were actually going to commit to in that sprint, and come hell or high water, it was going to be in there. Um, and the expression was, you can take it to the bank. Um, the other 50% we broke into two. 40% um, of that was planned right, you know, during the planning just before the sprint kicked off. So if there was anything that, you know, uh, long-tailed or, or was, had to be carried over to be completed or anything, any surprises could be, then be incorporated then. And then we all, always left 10% of the capacity um, undefined so that if there's something because it was a four-week sprint you always got you know a sev one or you know a p0 or whatever that came in you had to be responsive to without it upsetting the customers that you promised and committed to your feature is going to be delivered by you know the end of the sprint so that helped address you know the build problem if you will where we weren't naturally um, you know it was kind of a, a balance of planned delivery and pre-planned you know no, I, two two things from that first one did you work in the banking industry or would take no. the bank you well you said take it to the bank i'm like oh you could take it to the bank and you could uh, i know dad joke uh dad joke. yeah but the other one is what you really brought up was where is that lever point where product management has to be agile it's yeah. at that that sort of prioritization and commitment phase and what's going to be in it because that's where we're trying to do the right stuff, but we also need to understand, you know, whether it's through story point poker or whatever we're using as yep. to, to judge stuff, what can fit in each sprint and what can we commit to and what we can talk to. Steve, if you talk about agile and product management, to me, that work, if you will, is a very myopic component of the total job of what a product manager has to do. Yeah. Um, I inherited a team um, in, you know, two or three companies ago um, where all they did was that. They were very tactically focused. They mm -hmm. just basically ran the the backlog and, right. and and planned what was going to be in the next sprint. That's all they did. And you know that comes out of the agile training, right? You go to certified Scrum product owner training, and they say, "Great, you are now a product manager." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! You're a product owner." That's right. Which is a subset of product manager. And as somebody pointed out today, the thing, the the parallel I see most often is. Product owner is a lot closer to business analyst than it is to product manager. Yeah. So when I was researching my book, <laughs> Turn Ideas into plug. Products, uh, I interviewed um, uh, over 100 CPOs and VPs 
um, a couple of uh, a few CTOs, but mostly it was product management, product roles, and said, you know, how's Agile going for you? You know, what uh, has your life changed, good or bad? And they were pretty evenly split. Fifty percent said what Joy said. Our life is forever different. We can now be responsive to the market. Life is wonderful. Da, 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 da. The other 50% said, my life is completely turned into nonsense. I mean, I, uh, Agile has killed us. Wow. And it took me the longest time to figure it out because, you know, I think as almost everybody said, I've, as a product manager, I've been Agile since the 90s before we had a word for it, right? Yeah. Um, and so anyway, what I found uh, from the data was the companies that had a disaster had said they had reassigned the product managers to be product owners and completely lost strategy. That's right. And the companies that had success had turned their business analysts into product manager, into product owners. Mm -hmm. And they had the two roles. They had a product manager role and a product owner role. And those were the ones that were excelling. It'll be interesting. I, I'd love to dig into the data with you at some point. I know we're not going to do that. My, my anecdotal is where I've seen it fail is where you had a head of engineering who was an agile purist. And it was more about doing agile for agile's sake than they were for doing it about outcomes and delivering stuff. They were more interested in being agile than they were delivering features or product. Good point. And, and, you know, that was a tough, that's tough to overcome when somebody is so focused on, you know, it, it becomes religion for them. And they're like, they take it so much that it's about the gospel. Okay, we will do a stand up, we will do this, uh, you know, mm -hmm. we spend this much of our time building our skills, and they, they, they focus more on building a good agile practice than they did on building good product. Well, and they focused on the mechanics rather than the philosophy. Yeah, right. I mean, one of the aspects of one of the thingies on the Agile Manifesto is we're more interested in customer collaboration rather than contract negotiation. We're more about do the right thing by the customer, no matter what the contract says. Right. Yeah. And yet I feel like, and this is, oh, hang on. This is my rant of the week. I have been dealing with people who think that an Agile transformation is a development project. But management is still waterfall. And I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a guy and he said, well, you know, to be honest with you, I just miss the good old days of waterfall, you know, where, you know, we sat down and we wrote what we were going to build and we delivered what we scoped and everything was wonderful. And I'm like, dude, you are not remembering history correctly. It's like, <laughs> like watching black and white television and remembering how wonderful it was back in the 60s you know, as long as you were a white man, you know, <laughs> right? yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're romanticizing the old days and we've forgotten that every year for, I don't know how many, they had the chaos report that said, you know, Hey, you know, the typical project never gets finished and the features are always less than expected and the resources are always more than expected. And the, the whole idea of Scrum and the other Agile methods were really about, we've been doing this a long time. We know how to do it right. If everybody would just shut the hell up and let us do it, right? We focus on, on people because you know what? People build products, processes don't. Yep. 
you know, we focus on empowering teams. We focus on uh, getting something actually working and 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 getting and experimenting with it. And product managers should be living in a heyday. I mean, this is the the idea of saying I I'm going to spend a a week doing a prototype, or we're going to spend two or three weeks doing a a piece of work. And a project I'm working on right now, I do these little pieces of work, and sure enough, the sales guy goes, well, here are the 75 enhancement requests I have to your thing. And I'm like, dude, it, does this thing meet the, you know, satisfy, you know, does it, can we, is this, you know what I mean? I'm sorry. Um, so rant, rant over, uh, Agile is wonderful, product management has always been Agile. Steve, you're going to have to get a, a button that keeps that flame on on longer because that was like, <laughs> well, and, you, you really want me to limit my rant to the length of the, <laughs> uh, the rant message. You did. Okay, it, I'm sorry. No, I, I agree with you. It always has been. That being said, you brought up stage or waterfall and our, you know, or state, you know, it's not waterfall that they do this. It's stage gate, it's some sort of phase gate right? It's some sort of gating. And there's no reason why they can't work together. You know, it's like, uh, you hear people call talk about agile fall, maybe we should stop calling it agile fall and start making it agile gate, because you still need the gates to line up with your tests in the market, right? Okay, let's go see what people think. And this goes all the way back into the product management stuff Joy was talking about. Paul, in his response, some functions of project management can certainly be agile. Discovery lends itself to rapid experimentation, right? When you're doing discovery, you're out there and you're learning. And then you think you learn something. You, I always, I teach people not to, but I tend to pivot my questions. Once I've done three or four interviews and I've seen a trend, I may take a open-ended discovery question and turn it into an open-ended understand question. So I've been seeing this a lot. Is this something, talk to me about it, right? And that allows you to pivot to change where you're going. But if you do it right, you do a, a handful of things to discover and you validate, yes, it's a problem. You may do some stuff to better understand it. Find the, the holes in the process or the bottlenecks, right? You validate it. Each stage along the way is you learn something, you validate it. You learn something, you validate it. And mm -hmm. then, then you move into design and you try something and validate it. You act even before design, you may go with product concepts. Hey, this is what we're thinking about. It's Uber, but for ferrets, right? Oh yeah, that's exactly what we need. And then you keep, okay, let's, it would look like this and work like this prototype each step along the way. That, that's an agile process, right? Did, did you say Uber for ferrets? I did. I was just trying to something think of something out of the left. That's a uh, pretty out of left field, uh, it is. but still, you know, there's a niche market for that, Steve, <laughs> uh, but you know, I would say Uber for pets might be an interesting one, but anyway. <laughs> I was trying to make it so out of there that we weren't yeah. going to have a discussion on the actual opportunity, Steve. That that was always a challenge, I agree. <laughs> so, but the interesting thing that Paul followed up with, he says, actually, someone in, in, in quotes that else could arguably relabel the pragmatic framework as themes to tasks instead of strategy to execution, which I thought that was an interesting way to look at it, right? Because themes is strategic and tasks are the uh, execution on it. It was just an, an interesting way to look at this. Uh, but I, you know, I think, you know, this has been a pretty good conversation on, is there such thing as agile product management? And I think the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, we, well, no, there isn't, there's a thing called product management. <laughs> and it happens to be agile. That should be if, agile. if done right, if done right, if done when right, done right yeah. is agile. 
All right. Well, we did our poll and we asked people how agile is your product is product management in your organization. Uh, and you notice it's a little a, and it was interesting. The distribution, I've never seen a triple bell curve. I've heard of a dual bell curve. We've had some of those, but it seems like we had, you know, a group of people who were on the higher side, a group of people in the middle, a group of people on the lower end. Jason, I'm trusting that you did vote. Where were you? I was in the light blue, so lower end. Okay. Yeah. So um, we just, you know, we have that gate process. I think we try to do some of the agile pieces, but we don't do, even in our development side, we're not truly, we're not really agile. Um, we do release monthly though, but it's not, <laughs> um, in, at least in some regions, but we still have gate processes and everything's a program and everything takes forever and there's KPIs and it's nuts. And so um, it's real heavy in the bureaucracy associated with just getting a feature out that it takes forever, even in, an, even in a, it just doesn't matter. It just takes forever. It's all ISO related. So, you know, these uh, certifications that you have to go through in an enterprise can really, um, can really mess up an ad, in, in a hopeful agile world. Um, Actually, they, do, they don't need to. Uh, as a self-professed uh, expert on ISO 9000, yeah. Uh, and it's saying this because I work for a, a standards organization that helped people implement ISO 9000. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> ISO 9000, all it says is you need to document your process. Without a doubt. And document you follow your process. That's, That's all. That's and it. Yeah, 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 you actually have to have a good process. Well, <laughs> yeah. but in, and so ISO 9000, you could have a terrible process that you've documented and, and, and you can prove you follow it and you can still get ISO 9000. To your point, Steve, this is where a lot of people fall down is they for they document the current process which may be bad and they don't you know you know yeah so i'm not sure how we how we got into this gate because i, I agree i was in i was doing iso for manufacturing and you just got to say what you're going to do and then do do what you said you were going to do that's a I, lot I think, of do's and i need but... to, steve you need to make a button that brings up the more you know sign when we talk <laughs> <Right>. about that <laughs> I feel like we just did a, the more you know. On, the more you know. PSA. On ISO 9000. Yeah. And then uh, from a product from a product management perspective, you know, I, we're just not doing the market analysis and the feedback loop as much as we should be doing at the product management level. And see, I, I was before we went down the ISO 9000 path, I was going to ask the question. A lot of what you described sounds like it could be corporate, not product management. But then yeah. you just went into some of the product management failures as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. Joy, I know you're new at the company. Did you vote? No, but I, I could have. I know that our company is agile. They train all new uh, developers um, on the agile process. Um, I know that they work in in sprints and and use user stories. However, that being said, the team that I'm on, so I'm I'm in the new product development, and then there's core product. Um, We don't have product owners. So the product managers act as product owners, which me, again, it's so much easier to write a user story than some of the requirements I've had to write in the past. I'm completely fine with that. Um, I'm sure as we grow, we will bring in product owners. So, to shorten that answer, yes. Okay. Yeah. So you would be sort of towards the higher end. 
Yeah. Awesome. Steven, uh, you know, in your last role, where would you have put, or did you vote? Yes, I, I did. I was uh, very, very much in the orange. Um, okay. You know, because we, I, again, you know, part of what we did uh, is I work with my team to include being a product owner as part of the product management process. Okay. Uh, and to ensure and, and really enforced that, you know, you know, the, the mantra of nothing good was ever invented inside a building, get the hell out of the building, go visit some customers. So even in the face of COVID, there was a lot of virtual calls, a lot of validation, you know, showing wireframes and so forth that uh, really always fed back to the, the sprint process. So, you know, it, you know the, the scope of work that um, my, my product managers, both software and hardware, um, we're, we're very much a rapid iteration. Let's make sure that we're getting in front of customers as quickly as possible with what we've done. So, you know, we, I think they were very, very good at that. Awesome. I, Steve, I, I, was, I, I wrote that down. Steven said nothing good happens in the building. And I was, but it's not as, doesn't come off the lips as easy as Nahito did, did it? But it's good to be putting that process in. Steve, I, I did this with us in mind and what we're doing with our product lifecycle management course. I thought we're pretty agile with what we're doing in our product management of our new course, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, very much so, very much so. Um, in terms of, you know, here, here's an MVP. Uh, no, here's, here's one eighth of the solution. Here's an MVP. Um, let's share it with uh, a pilot uh, or a, you know, a potential person to get some yeah. feedback. And, you know, before, oh, gosh, before we scripted and put, put us in front of a camera and get the lights just right, you know, just voice over PowerPoint is an acceptable uh, deliverable. And yeah. it, gave the, it certainly gave uh, um, our pilot folks the visibility and where we were going. And they were like, oh, I love where you're going. You know, or but it. Oh, and you know, the, uh, uh, in the last uh, engagement, they're like, "We love your stories. Your, you know, we love your examples. You know, uh, it, could you tell some more of those? And also more enterprise stories." Yeah, and it's it's funny. I tell a lot of consumery stories because they're so accessible. But most, all, but all of my experience is with enterprise. So it's it's. I don't know why I don't tell more enterprise stories, except maybe it's just because, you know, I, they're so arcane uh, when you get into what, you know, the product does. And you're like, yeah. wait, I got befuddled by multi-tenant versus multimodal. You know, what, what were you talking about there? I, that always befuddles me too, Steve. Yes. So nonetheless, I, I'm sorry. That was a very long answer to your inquiry, which was uh, uh, yes. Yeah. You, didn't, you did not vote though. Oh, no. Oh. Okay. I didn't think so. You never do. But yeah, I, I love the fact that you're at the top of the Matterhorn there. In the little I, it, it does look right. good. I Yodeling. Like that. <laughs> Yodeling. Uh, and I would have put us there too. Awesome. Well, our conversation here has gotten me to a question, right? We've, we've dug in around it a little, but I wanted to strike it right on the head. Our agile product management and product management for an agile development team, the same or different? Because we talked about how, hey, what we've always done, if you've done it right with product management, is agile. Is that the same as product management for an agile development team? Are there any differences there? 
You want to just answer? Or you want to call on us? No, I, Jason, go ahead. Jason, um, I, I, I see your hand up. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, so um, they can be different. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Why? Um, yeah. So, I mean, you could be doing like non-agile product management. You can have your complete roadmap out for two years You and you're done looking at the market. Like, you know what you're going to do. And then development can still be very agile. And Why? you're the, and you're the, you're the consumer. You're the validation. They validate to you every two weeks. They do sprints and all that. But what you're doing is what you're doing. The stories and all those mechanics can be very much an agile delivery. Um, but and, and the opposite could be true. You can be an agile product management doing what you need to do and getting those feedback processes and everything, but your development is very much waterfall, which, you know, yeah. um, you're just not getting it done necessarily, but your output of, of getting things in a proper roadmap and prioritized is happening, but the development is still happening very much waterfall and they're producing possibly, maybe they're just taking a little bit longer and not getting that feedback. Maybe the quality is a little off, but overall you could be doing, I think it could be completely separate. I, I like that answer. Joy. Yeah, I, I appreciate Jason's answer because at first I thought, you know, it's it's the same thing. We, we just answered that question. But I mean, Jason's right. I've worked at so many startups and I'm working on new product development now that it's different than when I'm working on a robust product that, as he said, you know, we know the roadmap for two years. I mean, we've been working on this product for a long time. And so you know, development can be agile and they'll still have two week sprints and I can weigh in on, you know, what can make it into this sprint or what highest paying customers, you know, complaining the loudest. I mean, you know, you unfortunately take that into consideration. I mean, you can still work on the sprints, but you still got a long-term roadmap, a little agile based on, you know, technology or market changes, but because it's a robust product. Yeah, you can, I agree with what Jason was saying. I, I actually, through this conversation, I think I could argue that you could do agile product management for an ad development team, but still have that long-term roadmap and they're not aligned, right? So you're building a backlog of ideas of things you can do mm -hmm. and you're prioritizing them. And those things become your roadmap, uh, right? Steven, you talked about the prioritization for uh, you know, your sprints, how you have 50% was guaranteed and yeah. the rest was, you have a prioritization list of what's going to be there and you're only committing to so much, but the roadmap is there. If you're doing your job well as a product leader, product manager, product strategy person, you should have a backlog of two, three or more years ideas of That's what right. you could do. And you prioritize those. You may be prioritizing them at a epic or theme level, uh, if it's not the stuff you focus on the next six months, but you could be agile and building that and always adding to that. Mm -hmm. uh, Frank Tate, who, you know, I, I, I talk about him off, off and on on this call. He had his product managers continually add to their pipeline of ideas of things they could do. And they scored them all. And he would talk about how they would go from having what he called a negative three month backlog, meaning they were three months behind development and design on getting requirements to when they would become more strategic in product management, more market focused and engaging, he would get them to three, four, five, six years of backlog, just in ideas, not even things that have taken down to a user story level, but okay, this market, this problem, this persona, we could do this, right? And they score them. 
So in my mind, they were being agile in product management, but they only, then they sort of release the gates, you know, at, in, in an agile way to where it comes out. So I, you know, Steve, and you were agreeing. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the other thing that kind of came to mind, uh, I, like I completely agree with what Jason was saying, but the one overlay I put on it is where your product is in the maturity line. If it's a brand new project, product, then you're more apt to be doing more rapid iteration, learning, discovery, and so forth, and validation. Uh, but if your product is a proverbial cash cow, it's pretty much saturated. It's just it's more of a sustainability type of conversation and, and pure play product owner. So there isn't the need to be as agile there as you would on a brand new product to market. Well, but th then I would argue that that product manager should already have a second curve started with a new product or a new market where they're exactly. being more agile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just saying, looking at a specific product specific versus the role itself, because I, I firmly believe that, yes, there are differences in, in depending upon, you know, your agile, agile product manager to a waterfall uh, development team, vice versa, aligned the same and or opposites. Um, you know, there are differences, but again, the where the product is and the continuum, the life cycle will also dictate the fervor of which a product manager will be operating. No, I love that. Steve, this is as quiet I've ever seen you. Normally on a, one of these questions, you you like sort of will jump in with something. Well, everybody's got such good answers and stuff. I just find myself just, you know, silently agreeing. Um, I agree with everybody. Yes, and. Uh, and I think the biggest challenge we have with Agile is not really between product management and development. It's with everybody else. Uh, I, I did a session a couple of years ago. The marketing team said, we need to know a year in advance all the features you're going to build. And, I, and I, I went, well, I need to know if, if IBM, I need to know if somebody's stock is going to go up. You know, I need to know who's going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, these are stupid questions. Why are you people so stupid? Some of that was in my head. Um, and, <laughs> and, it, 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 and, and so what I, you know, my, my, my frustration that, that I think I keep coming back to again and again is uh, with Agile, we're, we're bringing together experience from decades of doing this and everybody else is like you know we reject that we really just want you know we want this perfect world where everything happens on you know uh, everything is predictable and i'm like there's no other part of the business that is predictable how many leads are you going to generate next year how how what clients are you going to close next year and they're like oh well you can't ask me that uh, and furthermore, just okay, hang on. Furthermore, why in the world are we even talking about features in marketing collateral? How about talking about the problems that we're setting out to solve and the personas that we're solving them for? Focus on that. Leave a little bit of room at the end to say, oh, by the way, yes, we have 1024 encryption or you know, whatever nonsense you feel like you need to put in there, but focus on the problems we're setting out to solve and you can do that on a theme-based roadmap. No, I, I right, agree I'm completely. Sorry. No, so I agree with everybody and I won't rant anymore. And honestly, Steve, I thought, oh, Steven, do you have something? Yeah, I just, I wanna add one thing. Um, I worked for an organization, German-based organization that was incredibly process-centric. 
And part of the company was Waterfall. So they had a gate process. You had an M0, an M1, and so forth. And when we introduced a new, new product development where it was 100% agile and you know, they could, they were asking at this M0 stage, all the functionality you were going to introduce. And we're like, mm, can't do that. Well, we can't give you financial approval to go ahead if you can't tell us what it is. So it's one of those things where you, it's almost impossible to have the two coexist in the same organization and be effective. Um, you have to choose one or the other. And, and that, that was one of the things we had to do a lot of education as to the benefits of Agile. And then finally they got it and they had to change the whole financial model uh, for approvals and, and how they did everything. I was mm -hmm. working with a big financial technology software company and they had their core business, which was like the software running banks. They had to have a two year roadmap that was 99% certain at two years out because of the contractual commitments to banks, you know, they were making it, you know, it's like, I'm doing a three, a five-year contract. I need to know exactly what, I, what I'm going to have when yet they had a internet based solutions arm, which was agile and trying to, we were working on internal roadmaps with them. Like, how do you, and it's like, one of the things was what's your confidence level. And you know, they were the, the, the banking units were like, our confidence level is at 99% two years out and the the internet agile ones were like our confidence level is 99% like two weeks out <laughs> you know it, it's it is a it is a tough thing to go and Steve where, when you started ranting I thought you were going to go with, along the theme I was thinking about the the tweet from uh Rich yesterday from your mm -hmm. conversation it's like well, that was a result of our conversation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I've, I've done a lot of work with organizations, different functions, HR, other things. And it's like agile. Everybody wants to be agile. We want agile marketing. We want agile HR. We want agile strategy. Yet when people talk about it, they always try to, in my mind, shoehorn it into agile as in the manifesto, right? Two week sprints. And and this type of stuff, not agility. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, it's the what you said earlier. They focus on the mechanics of it, not the philosophy of it. And, and so the question is, has the term agile been spoiled by agile product development? You see it everywhere. HBR. There's tons of agile organization. Agile. This has has the term agile been spoiled by agile product development. Steve, you were you were commenting a little. I'd say yes. Uh, I'd say the term has been spoiled, that, that people have equated Agile with development. So in a similar story to the last rant I did, uh, this same team said, you know, we, uh, development and product management just went through this Kanban training. We, we should brainstorm on how we should do our planning. And I'm like, hang on. Kanban, you just learned how to do Kanban. And they're like, yeah, 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 we're not developers. I'm like, Kanban is not a development method. Kanban is a scheduling and a planning and a visualization method. It's, a, it, it's what you should be using for launch. And they went, oh, but we don't do, we don't, you know, we don't program. And I'm like, do you write? Do you write anything with your little fingers? And they're like, well, yeah, we do. And I'm like, just like developers do, except developers just drag and drop from libraries. I know that. But anyway. Uh, 
You didn't hit the button this time, Steve. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, the point is, um, their perception was that Kanban and Scrum and uh, et cetera were all development methods as opposed to, in, in particular, Kanban and Scrum being really more planning methods. Well, it's, it's, all, it's all visibility and communication. Right, right. I mean, Scrum doesn't advocate user stories. That's from XP, I think. I mean, we've adopted user stories in the Scrum method, but user, Scrum does not define user stories. That's, that's from elsewhere. And we've been using Kanban for our product development. Indeed, we have. <clears throat> so I, I'm biased on this. I, I, tr I wrote this question because I do believe it. Because you read all the, I read more business articles than most people. I admit that. Uh, and I'm tired of talking about the Agile organization and people start talking about sprints and Scrum and, you know. No, mm -hmm. Agile, what you want to be is Agile. You want to have agility. Doesn't mean you have to do that in Scrum, in Kanban, in sprints, right? It's, right. It's, it's about being able to cast that long vision of where you're going and being able to iterate as we learn stuff and move through. Joy, has the term Agile been spoiled by Agile product development? Well, it hasn't spoiled it for me. I, yes, I, I was going to say, as, as the big, the big <laughs> fan from earlier. Um. It hasn't spoiled it for me, but I do see how it has spoiled it for so many others. I, I do recognize that in conversations, meetings, and things that I've read. So I recognize that, but for me personally, it hasn't spoiled the term. Awesome. Steven? Yeah, I would say it hasn't spoiled the term for me very much. Um, you know, there were conversations that I had where we were talking about agility and I equate agility to, you know, like quality. Everyone is responsible for quality. Everyone has to be agile within an organization. And when you come up with a metaphor that kind of people already relate to and you say, and you apply the same metaphor, um, you know, to what agility is, every organization and group within the, the company has to be agile. We have to be adaptable. We have to change and, and be able to shuffle money from one budget to the other to allow us to do what we need to do to be successful. That's agility. Um, so, you know, to, to your point, it's all about agility versus agile. Agile to me is a process, period. Yeah, yeah. and so it, what it has, well, spoil is me putting a negative connotation on it, but agile tends to have this connotation of the development pro approach, right? Mm-hmm. Jason, you commented on Steve. You know, do you have more on this question? No, I think Steve's rant needs to fade to mute. <laughs> well, I'll well, have I've to go. Got, I've just got thirty seconds, and then it's just me, my mouth. <laughs> but, but you go away like you're running through a train tunnel. It's like, song like you're backing writing. up or something. It's, just it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's like the, those songs where they don't have. They don't do a good bridge oh, yeah. in, in, in final verse. They just do the chorus over and over. And, it... and they just kind of fade out. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, 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 I kind of agree that it gets overused, especially in the business. The executives want to use it. It's a great marketing term to say to your board that you're agile. It's very hip. And then they go, what does it mean for you? And you're like, I don't know. It's thing has to do with development and releases. You yeah, know, and so that, they love this word agile and it really, really gets consumed by people. And so I do think that it got kind of watered out and overused over the past several years. Um, and and, and it, like Stephen says, it kind of escapes the agility, which is the point of it. <laughs> so. oh, 
And, and you know, if somebody did their research, if those executives Googled Agile, they'd realize that it's a feedback and communication reacting to change and producing results. Indeed. Captera 2019. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's get to our lightning round question. Uh, what word or phrase describes the value of agility? And you'll see I've now changed this, right? The agility of not, I don't want to get stuck in the word of agile and people thinking about agile development. The whole, the whole first 55 minutes, I don't want to, you know, let's go to where Steven said, agility. What word or phrase describes the value of agility and product management? And Steven, it's not just because it's your first topic of the week call, it's because you're at where the point I start my, my rotation. Uh, what word or phrase describes the value of agility and product management to you? Honestly, priceless. Priceless. All right. That's coming strong. <clears throat> Joy. I was just going to say, don't make me follow Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> um, the value in agility is understanding changing market problems. All right. I like that. So priceless in understanding changing market problems. Jason. Um, I'm going to go with my original word, efficiency. Ooh, that's out, out. That was one of the words I was had in my list that I was thinking of using, efficiency. Steve. I'm going to go with uh, yes and. Uh, mm -hmm. Continuous feedback. Mm -hmm. All right, we've got priceless, understanding changing markets and market <clears throat> problems. We've got efficiency, continuous feedback, which is another great one. I'm going to talk, I'm going to just put optimized strategy. Uh, it, it always allows you to optimize your strategy. I would have gone with efficient strategy, but that was used. So I wanted to yes and it. I'm going to say optimizing strategy, optimize or optimizing strategy, because that's what you can do. That's the value of it. Cause you're always learning. You're always optimizing. You're making the tweaks you need to, to, to optimize your strategy. Wait, so, we didn't get to validate our little answers. We just had to give one. <clears throat> Sorry. I I'm the host. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we'll get market feedback when we publish this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. <clears throat> if you don't mind, I've got a little agile cartoon I'd like to just show very briefly. But yeah, it's something go, that's please. on my it's it's on my uh, wall here, and it's just so appropriate for this conversation. For those people who are going to be listening, it mm. says, "What's our strategy?" And they say, "We're going agile. The future is uncertain. Things are changing so fast. We need to adapt quickly. We can't define everything up front." And then the person says, what do you mean by agile? That's one of the things we can't define up front. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Stephen. Stephen, thank you so much. And I think we need, now Stephen can make fun of agile like I make fun of finance and Steve makes fun of uh, sales. There we go. <clears throat> I, you know what? What a great conversation. And I know I say this every week, but every week it is a great conversation. Uh, the agility that we can talk about something really makes me happy. Uh, and you know what? Most of you guys know what happens. Monday, the question goes into the community. Actually, what really happens is either Sunday night or Monday morning, I text Steve and go, oh, oh shit, we forgot to put a question in the community. <laughs> what does it sound like? Then the question goes in on Monday. We get our answers. We had 10 answers this week. That's, I think, the most we've ever had. 
Wednesday, we get our poll. And on Fridays, we have these amazing calls. Stephen Feldman, thank you for joining us. Your voice was an incredible addition to it. Joy McCaffrey, gosh, you always come with great takes. Jason, my friend, it's so good to have you here and not having to be on sales calls because you're, 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 you're one Unbelievable. of them. Unbelievable. I got to close everything. I know. And my partner, Steve Johnson, thank you so much. What a great conversation. Everybody have a great weekend. Thank we'll you. We'll see too. you next week in the community. See you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week. If you haven't yet, go to your Apple, Android, or favorite podcast app to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another episode. For more great content and to participate in the Topic of the Week conversations, go to community.productgrowthleaders.com and join the conversation.